Praise the Lord. Amen. Yeah, my jerseys are blessed. They carry healing. Amen. Amen. Yes, we, we, are, we want to enjoy a cup of tea and some mandazis because it's our culture. It is a church of refreshment, both spiritually and naturally. Karibuni, every visitor. Thank you for the testimonies, for the ministration since morning. We come and to church at 6. We were here and it's been amazing. Amen. Yes, so the series I've been teaching today, we're in part 6 of, I think the sound is good now, uh, what did you do? Go back, praise the Lord, remove the bass, I have enough, praise the Lord, hallelujah, oh, Jeff, oh, hallelujah, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, that's good, stay there, amen, okay, there's something off, hallelujah, why don't you guys take pictures of, <laughs> of the mixer, amen, whenever it's good. Ah, I like that. That is good. Yes, yes, that's me now. Amen. Amen. So hearing from, hearing the voice of God, hearing from God or hearing the voice of God has been the teaching that we have been sharing for the last six, six services that we have had, whether Wednesday or whether Sunday services. A bit for the Sunday services, we, we tend to go a bit deeper, we dive differently. And uh, I hope you have been enjoying yourself. Is it transforming your life? Yes. Yes, yes. May God continue to minister to you. And uh, may God continue to expand you. Even as we share the word of God, may God minister to you. Say, Lord, Lord. minister to me. Minister to me. Now. By your spirit. My heart is open. I have no attitude. Come on, say that. I have no attitude. Minister to me now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Alright. So today I'll be sharing a different part. There's a part I wanted to share today and illustrate a few things. But uh, I won't do that. Uh, I want to really build another foundation on that. Then on, on Sunday, we're going to take some two hours, praise the Lord, and, and, and dive deeper where we're going to divide the soul, the spirit, the body, and, and begin to uh, help, uh, teach you some stuff that are going to change your life. Even today, God is going to change your life. But on Sunday, we were dealing with the presence of God factor in hearing from God. There's a factor to the presence of God. I'm not going to even do a recap. I will, I will not do that. Praise the Lord. Amen. Because we have an audio and we even have a video. Praise the Lord. Amen. It has taken a while to upload online because it's been 4K. Praise the Lord. Amen. Yeah, so it's heavy. I hear it's 25 GB. Uh, uh, praise the Lord. Are we together? Yes. yes. So, so today uh, I will just go to the message, which is the subtopic is the relationship factor in hearing the voice of God. Today I will be dealing with the relationship in hearing. Ah, one more time. The relationship factor. All right. There is a factor. In, in hearing from God in sense of the, the relationship. Uh, the Bible says, and uh, we're going to look at a few scriptures that I'm going to run through them, and I'm trusting, I can hear a ringing sound on the microphone. Oh, feedback, or? It's feedback, okay. okay. Yes, uh, praise the Lord. So now we're going to go to Luke chapter 15. And I'm going to show you something there, but uh, let me just dance around a few verses. Uh, you can just, sorry. Oh, we put the, okay. All right. Praise the Lord. Ah, that is good. Amen. Thank you. 
So the Bible says in the book of John 10, 27, that my sheep hear my voice uh, and I know them. Praise the Lord. Please do something about this. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. And I will give. Uh, praise the Lord. Uh, let's just focus on that. My sheep hear my voice and I know them. And they follow me. That is in the book of John 10, 27 to 28. Uh, 28 says, And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall man pluck them out of my hand. My sheep know my voice. So there is a relationship factor in terms of hearing the voice of God. When you hear sheep, uh, it, it quickly uh, reminds us of Psalms 23. That says, the Lord is my shepherd. Okay, I shall not be in, in any need whatsoever because I have a shepherd. And uh, the first thing we notice is that there is a relationship between the, 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 the shepherd and the sheep. Can you say there is a relationship? Now you are killing the sound. Praise the Lord. Uh, there is, uh, praise the Lord. There's a relationship between the sheep and the shepherd. Amen? Amen. There's a relationship. The Bible says, my sheep hear my voice. The, the conversation starts with my. The first thing is, are you the sheep of his pasture? Are you first of all his sheep? Or are you... I'm going to throw this mic. Raise the Lord. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> you know I love excellent sounds. Uh, let me try this. Praise the Lord. Alright, I just threw it. Amen. Uh, now, put some stereo on this microphone. Uh, which one? There was one that was... Check, check. Praise the Lord. No, this, this microphone was on. I think it was the one giving feedback. Yes. It should be well now. Let me see. Check, check. Hallelujah. Yes, that is, that's perfect. Yeah. Praise the Lord for that revelation. Amen. Come to Jesus. I love quality sounds. But the moment we build our church, the first thing you'll see is doubly digital sound. I'm telling you. Amen. There has to be quality sound. Amen. You will hear the Lord is talking to you. Amen. Yes, yes. Through the speakers. Amen. Alright, ah, this is good. See, see, I'm clear now. Yeah. It's like we are here now. Yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. I wonder what the people who are online, what they were going through. Alright. So the Bible says that my sheep hear my voice. My sheep hear my voice. It is my sheep. Mine. He owns you. Come on now. He paid a price in exchange for you died on a bloody cross for you. So the conversation starts with they have to be my sheep. If they don't hear my voice, we need to interrogate, are they mine in the first place? Because the sheep that are not his will not hear his voice. Then if they cannot hear, they cannot follow. Because your ability to hear determines your navigation. Praise the Lord. Your ability to hear determines your actions and your actions your results. Praise the Lord. So my sheep will hear my voice and because they have heard my voice and they will follow me. They will follow me where? To abundance. 
because I cannot, I cannot lead anyone to any frustration as God I will lead them to abundance. For I died that you might don't attend, praise the Lord, that you might live a life and live it in abundance, praise the Lord. Amen. Just add a little bit of volume so that I don't bust my lungs. Just volume, Pekiaka, don't touch anything else. So, so my, my sheep, so we see here, there's a relationship between the sheep and the shepherd. And the sheep is not an insult. When, when you're called sheep in the kingdom of God, you're not being insulted. Ah, come on now. So the day somebody insults you, calls you sheep, say amen. Because sheep is is a metaphor of obedience. Amen. That's why, because you are after, you are taking after the flow of Jesus Christ. Because he is the lamb of God. And a lamb grows up to beget sheep. Ah, come on now. Praise the Lord. And the Bible says... That in Psalm 23, that the Lord is my shepherd. So the moment you make the Lord your shepherd, He's going to lead you. The next thing is, He's going to lead you. But there has to be a relationship. Back then, we used to go to Nakuru every every December. The sound is good. Come here now. Uh, every December, when I was young, we used to go to Nakuru. And we used to, one thing I used to love about Christmas that, those days, because we used to go hunting. We used to go hunting with dogs. I think that's when I fell in love with dogs. I love dogs. Men are not dogs, ladies. Dogs are dogs alone. Praise the Lord. So, so I, I, we used to go hunting, and uh, we ate a lot of deer meat. We used to go to the Nakuru, uh, near the park. We used, to, we used to do a lot of things. We killed snakes, we killed stuff. <laughs> Yeah, just, just, uh, there's something about the meat you have hunted, isn't it? Praise the Lord. I know you're really far away from uh, wild animals. Praise the Lord. We are near more to Nairobi, amen? amen. So, 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 I noticed something about shepherds that after you, you live with your sheep for some time, they even know you. Even cows and, uh, and, and, uh, and sheep that, uh, and our goats that are violent, Keto, praise the Lord. They'll be violent to everybody else other than their owner. They, they know, they know the whisper. They know even when you're calling them to take some water. It, it was, it was amazing. I had not seen anything like that. Some of you, you, you don't think it exists. It, it's very natural. You, have you ever noticed when the, our wonderful uh, pastoralists are taking care of the cows? They are not chasing them around. They, they just make a whistle. And, and the cows know what to do. They know it is time to eat. They know, let's keep moving. Praise the Lord. So there's a relationship that is between the, the shepherd and the sheep. Praise the Lord. Are we together? Until the shepherd has developed a relationship with the sheep, he can't lead them to the still waters. He can't lead them even to the table. And, and he can't bring them to the place where their heads are being anointed. The, the, the journey has to start with a relationship. Praise the Lord. Amen. The journey has to start with a relationship. Praise the Lord. Amen. And I want to start with a high note and I want to say something very complex and very deep. And I want to tell you some good news and bad news. The Bible says in the... Let me, let me read for you a passage which is very important. Um... And I want you to, I know you have been singing a song, 
Uh, anyone who ever had a song called Reckless? Reckless Love? Yeah, how does it go? Somebody sing it. Because he became a drunkard. I see the pictures that pay, uh, the, the children paint of their, of their parents back at home. When they're told to paint the picture of their parents, they, they paint them uh, when they are lying on the side of the road. So, so, so I'm not interested with uh, that, uh, that, that, that drinking and that, that desire. But we must also understand that we are tempted and attacked differently. For me, I may not be attacked or tempted with a drink. But there could be something else which could be my kryptonite. But there's also maybe people here and others who are on the way who could have struggled all their lives with drinking. Who may sing a song of worship then rush to their car and sing some viceroy. And Viceroy is not worship energy drink. You understand? <laughs> Are you understanding? Yes. So what I'm telling you is that the, the, the one that runs away from God, he leaves the 99 and he goes for them. So there is an advantage of the, of the son who is left at home. 
Because when you read that story in the, in the book of Luke 15, it goes down there and it begins to introduce the story of the prodigal son. And I will not spend time on the prodigal son, uh, but I will mention something about the prodigal son. I told you the enemy of the person joining the church is the one already in the church. Did you understand? Yes. Because why? Because the prodigal son coming home, his heart now is purified by the mess he has been going through. All he wants is the father. He does not, at this time, he's not interested in the inheritance. He has become like Moses who says, I don't need an inheritance in the promised land. You're my exceedingly great reward. So he has realized my greatest inheritance is Jehovah God. Now, that mindset, that state of a heart does not flow, does not connect with the religious mind left at home. The one that has never drunk, the one that has never slept outside there, the one that has never smoked or sniffed, they may not agree. That's why the older brother who was self-righteous never wanted to to associate himself with the prodigal son. He even refused to go to the party. Ah, come on, man. Yeah. Are, you, are you together? Yes. So, I'll tell you, there's a... So, the, 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 it looks like good news, but it, it's, not, it's not all that. Let me explain something. So, the prodigal son will quickly learn, number one, of the compassion and the love of God that carries you when no one, including yourself, can carry you. This is the first thing the prodigal son will know. That's why the disciples who have not made a mistake yet will judge the woman washing the feet of Jesus and cleaning them up with her hair. They don't understand that. They don't understand why she's breaking, the prostitute is breaking the alabaster box and washing with uh, with perfume while one year wages. Today's uh, value could be at least the 400 and above, 1,000. Praise the Lord. Worth of perfume. And cleaning it with her hair. Cleaning the dust of Galilee. Praise the Lord. From the feet of Jesus. And Jesus did not stop him. Because Jesus will always protect who he went out to get. Praise the Lord. So so the disciples don't understand this. Judas is twisted. Praise the Lord. It's like I think we can start a a poverty alleviation project with his money. And Jesus is like, no, no, no. This woman, you don't understand the price of our worship. You don't understand when she's weeping when you are talking. You don't understand. Uh, that's why you're interfering with her worship. That's why when she's worshiping, you are talking. It's because you don't know the price of her freedom. Ah, come on now. She knows the price of her freedom. You don't know. So quickly, quickly, the prodigal son. The prodigal son, Sunday school, put it down. Francis, what are you doing? Sunday school. Raise the Lord. 
the rolling of the phone. Praise the Lord. I, I, are you <laughs> okay? It's not rolling. I'm exaggerating. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? So the prodigal son will quickly learn of the compassion of the father. That that the child at home, the son back at home, may never know. The person born and raised in church may never know. They may never know. And before you get tempted and you be you get interested with becoming a prodigal son, let me tell you the other two points. <laughs> Because I know already some of you are getting an appetizer. How does it feel to be carried when I don't get myself? When I tell you when people go and drink, most of them are carried at home in the evening. How does it feel? Raise the Lord. Before you get an appetizer to go and test. So this will be a very dangerous place to end the recording. So, so please don't end the recording right here. Please keep listening. Whoever will be listening this after. There is, he also learns two very important things. Hmm. Open for me. Which, which version is this? Ah, perfect. Uh, open for me, Psalm 18. He quickly learns, number two, the disciplinary actions and corrections procedures for the ones the Lord learns. He will quickly learn the disciplinary measures of the father the corrections protocols <laughs> he will learn the, the chastenings of the father so he is not just coming for you like ah, how are you baby no 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 you are going to get some chastening because the bible says uh, you can give me that verse uh, those he loves he chastens because his love has driven him. Ah, come on now. Because his love has driven him from his comfort to go for you. Are you listening? Praise the Lord. I see Praise the Lord. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Are we together? Have we got a list? Read it for me out loud. Louder. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 6 mm-hmm. says, For whom the Lord loves, he chastens mm. and scourges every son whom he receives. Scourges. Now, scourging and chastening, it is a fancy word to mean whips. The best African word to amplify that is he beats. I know, I know in Africa you know beating. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Kichapo. <laughs> are you understanding? So the Lord, how many of you are, don't lift your hand, how many of you are going through Kichapo? Kichapo of the Lord? So those he loves, he will chase them. Meaning, you're going to feel the other part. Because this shepherd carries two things. One side, he carries the rod. The other side, he carries the staff. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. One is to guide. The other one is to discipline. 
Because he has to lead you. And maybe you feel you need to lead yourself. But I'm coming back. Let me tell you also something. Point number three, something that he also begins to learn. The Bible says, in Psalms 18, I'm going to show you. You don't have to open it right now. Let me show you this. Point number three. Of the, are you still interested in learning the compassion of the Father and uh, the caring of the Lord? You can learn it the easy way. You don't have to learn it the hard way. You can learn it in His presence. You don't have to learn it when He's bringing you out of the club. You don't have to learn it after you decide now, you have, you have decided to surrender because now HIV is flowing in your blood and, uh, and, and gonorrhea at the same time. Because abortion has backfired and, and, and you are on life support now. You, you don't have to learn to, to say, Lord, I surrender at that point. You don't, you don't need to go there. Ah, come on now. But if you find yourself there, the Bible says, <laughs> he, he, he's going to go for that one and ignore the 99. Before I go to the abstract, I promised you, let me tell you the other thing that this person will, will also learn. He will also learn, the, the one he goes for, the danger and the torments of darkness. So as to appreciate the love of the Father. You will easily take for granted the Father's love because you do not know otherwise. <laughs> if you're sleeping, say amen. Praise the Lord. You will quickly. Are you, are, are you hearing something? Yes. You will quickly. You will quickly take for granted the love of the Father, the compassion of the Father, because you don't know otherwise. We have been looking for, uh, staring at our children, me and my wife, and we have been laughing so many times. And we are like, my goodness. So, so we have a nickname for our children. We call them rich kids. So we keep, t- we keep, we keep saying, just slandering them with my wife. We are like, oh my goodness, these are rich kids. Because sometimes we, we, we are treating them and they are just proud, you know? They are like... Uh, me, me spending means meat, me doing doing So, okay, sour. Ah, me stacky sausage, me boiled eggs, So, so they really sometimes we're just watching them. Then they're there fighting for iPad. They're there saying it's my bike, it's not your bike. The other day, uh, I, I bought a, a Zara. Uh, you know this potty or potty seat that you can actually, it is a seat but a potty seat, you know uh, and Kayla found it, it's very fancy so Kayla started stealing it to sit on it and, uh, and they started fighting so I told Kayla please let your sister be and then uh, I'll buy your own, your own seat uh, I'm going to buy your own seat now so I went and uh, bought Kayla a slightly bigger seat then Zara demanded, that's, that's my seat now. For some reason, Zara fell in love with that seat and said, that red seat is mine. So they started fighting and I, I, I got, ta- they won me out uh, with uh, trying to regulate 
who, who sees it. And I felt that, that is so beneath me. Such a waste of anointing for me to be to be arbitrating seat issues in my house. So I, I was like, okay, I'll buy another one. So I went to the shop and bought the that seat. And I asked Kayla, now since Kayla Azara has taken the red one, who will choose your color. So she chose a purple seat, I bought that purple seat to get back at home. Uh, now Zara is interested with the new seat. So, so, so I had to now put her into this split Now this is your seat. You chose the red one. That's yours. Now for some reason, Kayla likes that seat. You understand? So, so we, I had to flip now and give Kayla the old seat and Zara the new seat. And there was peace now. For a while. <laughs> because Kayla secretly loves the purple seat. So, so what, what, what Kayla would do, she would rush and say, Zara is not around. Let me sit on this seat before Zara comes. <laughs> then, then Zara would just be walking down the stairs and she'd be like, My seat! <laughs> and now Kayla has to leave the seat. So we are watching them, we are like, this rich kid problems. <laughs> You're like, do you know what we went through? You understand what I'm saying? Do you know what we went through? You understand what I'm saying? You guys are so spoiled. So we went to the shop the other day to supermarket. Kayla is like, you have to buy me this doll. And I looked at her and I said, listen, you rich kid. She's like, I want this. And she really wants that doll. And that doll is 3000 And I told her, I'm not going to buy you that doll. You have a more expensive doll than that one. Yours is Barbie doll. What's wrong with you? And so she, and they have, each, each of them have a Barbie doll. So we left. And we were looking at them and with Carol, we were like, these are rich kids, but uh, they don't appreciate. And the reason they don't appreciate all the things you have given them, because they don't know otherwise. Okay, now that you thought I was talking about my children, I was actually talking about you. So many, many times, we do not appreciate the presence of God. Let me start in the beginning. You don't even appreciate the freedom of worship. There is people across Africa who would like to go to a place in public, in a CBD like this one, and lift their hands and say, Jesus, you're the love of my heart. And they can't. Because the systems, the, the oppression, the principalities have won. Do you understand? Yes. They are 100 years behind. Others are 50 years behind. They need not an evangelist. They need intercessors to push prayers for a minimum of 30 years. So that legislations can begin in the government, so that now they can accommodate men of God who we don't know are even willing to go and preach them. So being able to come to a church and sit down and lift your hands, it's a blessing. But we will quickly despise and ignore and take for granted the Father's love and privileges. Because we don't know otherwise. But this daughter or this son that God goes for and he wins and 
demands. The, what we are learning on the third point is that he will learn the danger and the torments of darkness and he will appreciate quickly the love of the Father. Alright, come on. Let me show you something. In the book of Psalms 18, it says something fantastic. It is a very horrific chapter. Uh, praise the Lord. Amen. From verse 4, it says, from, let's do three. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. The sorrows of death compassed me and the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell compassed about me and the snares of death prevented me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord and, he, and cried unto my God and he heard my voice out of his temple. My cry came before him, even to his ears. Do you understand? So you can see the Bible, uh, different versions amplifies about the cause of darkness and the cause of death entangled around me. Now, that person those people who go through that begin to really, really appreciate the love of God. Some of you here, you take for granted peace because you do not know what is life without peace. And you don't know how much treasure you have to just have peace that you can laugh out loud. There is people I have met in constant panics, fear, terror. People who live in terror have met billionaires who live in terror. And, and, and we you know I have those close conversations with my wife and we're like, what? And people don't know. They think money is everything. There's people who can't live their lives. They have all the resources. There's one popular, uh, uh, what do you call, politician who used to, because he had not gotten his money well, he's a very big guy in Kenya, I think he died. But if I say his name, you would know. But it's, it's known that he used to go to Nakuru with three different cars. He would start the journey with a Mercedes, but by the time he's alighting, he has a Volkswagen, beetle, with changed clothes. Because he was living in constant fear of his life. So he has to stay incognito all his life. But he's a billionaire. How good is it? Peace is it's a gift. It's a blessing. And peace, right now, when I, say, when I speak about your needs, is when you think about them. Because you have peace. You, you're even wondering sometimes how come I have so much peace and I don't have much because the peace of God does not require permission of your basic needs Amen. praise the Lord now now that you thought that message was evangelistic let me now bring the abstract the Bible says how many of you if you have a hundred sheep, did you, did you get that? You have a? Alright. 
A hundred is a number that is used to display completion. If you want to explain completion or fullness of anything, you explain it with a hundred. That's why you say it's a hundred percent. Ah, come on now. Ah, come on now. Am I talking to intelligent people? Because if you're intelligent, I will struggle to explain it. I'm, I'm trying to paint an abstract. Okay, did you get me? So, a hundred represents fullness. So, when God created you, you are not deficient. You do not require another person inside your personality for you to be complete. That's why you cannot be, you know, like those demonic movies, two in one. That there is a, a Ruth Mwando that is in you. And, uh, and Christine also lives in you. It's impossible. Ah, come on now. Why? Because you were created 100% you. God created you 100% you. If you're listening online, God created you 100% you. Alright, alright, alright. And nobody looks like you. Before you get, you start flowing and, and feeling bad about your life. Nobody is like you. The brothers have been lying to you, sisters. That you're one in a million. No, you're one in seven billion. How dare you chipping me like that? I'm not one in a million. I'm one in B, baby. Praise the Lord. Clap and praise the Lord. Tell your neighbor you're one in a B. And that is 7B. Are you listening? Let me draw this uh, picture very clearly. So, it is not a coincidence that when sheep are many, we don't call them ships. Sheep, a thousand of them is sheep, one of them is sheep. So, we have to use. For you to explain how many are they, we have to put a wording before sheep to understand that you're dealing with one sheep or two sheep. Uh, anyone go, went to school? Yes. Even if it was to see a, a friend and go back home? All right, all right. Praise the Lord. Yeah, you must have learned that. Praise the Lord. Even just walking near the school, amen. Even just touching the school building, you learn that, amen. Just in the Bluetooth in you. Praise the Lord. Just, just, just fix it up. Amen? So, so we have to put a word before sheep to understand is it there is one beautiful sheep or you can say there is a flock of sheep. So you need to understand it's, it's not one now. There are kind of many now. A thousand uh, flock of uh, numbering up. Oh, a thousand Yes, I was seeing nobody's adding a mess. You are all excellent. Amen? Are we together? Yes. Now, if you get that, let me uh, continue drawing this picture. Uh, you are 100%. Now, what the Lord is saying to you, ignore the prodigal son. Now, it's you now in the church. Because we normally think this is a message for everyone outside the church. No. No. It is for you now. I come on now. Praise the Lord. And the Lord is saying, if there is that one percent in you, I will ignore the ninety-nine percent good in you 
and go after the one percent weakness in your life. And as I go after that one percent in your life to fix it, <laughs> you will know my disciplinary measures and actions. You will also know the dangers and the torments of hell. Come on now. Praise the Lord. You will also know my compassion and love in protecting you from yourself. In protecting you from self-alienation, from self-rejection, from self-destruction. Come on, praise Jesus. So the abstract picture here is even in you, my sheep, if I find there is good in you, actually, if you read the Bible, the Bible says something very weird. The Bible says, I will leave the 99 in the wilderness, and I don't take anything for granted. Me, I do not ignore details. The Bible says, and I'm wondering, why in the first place are you in the wilderness? Because it takes the wilderness to reveal who you are. Ah, come on. Come on. Let's go to Luke 15. Anyone was founded? Anyone was founded? Ah. Oh, God. All right. All right. Let's, it says, if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost, I feel God here. What will he do? Would he leave the 99 others in the wilderness and go search for the one that is lost until he finds it? Meaning it's not, it's not a, a project that he's going to give up on. It's going to be done until it's done. Oh my God. That's good news and bad news at the same time. Oh Jesus. Oh my goodness. How many people wish you were not in touch today? Raise the focus. Are you together? Yes. So he says he's going to leave you in the wilderness and go after that weakness. Why wilderness? Because it takes wilderness, Antonio, for God to find who you really are. And when he identifies a character flaw in your life that is not, that did not come from him. Alright, come on now. If he identifies something he did not originally put in your life, he's going to go after that. And the Bible says he's going to leave you in the wilderness. Wilderness reminds me of where God went to set free the children of Israel. And he goes there, my goodness, with the plagues. He goes there against them. He's like, whoa, yo, dude. Trumping and stammering. You remember it was a stammer? It's like, yo, Pharaoh, le, 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 le. there must have been beats behind. I'm telling you. After the moment they were, and, and, and the plagues that he brought. They were a picture, a picture of what Christ would do. He turned water into blood. You understand what I'm saying? Hallelujah. It was an abstract picture of Christ. 
the price and how far you will go to set you free. So, so when, when Pharaoh can no longer hold the children of Israel, that is salvation. So, when he lets them go, that is you getting saved. Say after me, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I come before, I come before you. You understand what I'm saying? And you are going to give, or you have given your life to Christ. That is salvation. Then he takes them through the sea. Oh, come on now. He's, he's first of all going to make a way where there's no way. Because this way he's making has two folds to it. He's going to use the sea. Oh, come on now. He's going to use the sea to make sure that the enemy you see, you will never see him anymore. Amen. He's going to make sure that that which used to hold you down will no longer hold you down any longer. Amen. Number two, the waters, the water was, was splashing on their faces. It is a picture of baptism. Because baptism, the revelation behind baptism by water immersion talks of when Jesus died, we died with him. When he rose again, we rose again with him. So when you're baptized, there is a spiritual circumcision ah, come on now. that takes place in your spiritual life. And there's things that begins to break. And very soon we're going to be having a day in less than a month for anyone here who would be interested in being baptized. You can come and you'll be uh, you'll be baptized. Amen. Amen. But we will first of all teach you at least for one hour what baptism is, so that you can understand what you're getting into. And when you get baptized, this is when I taught about baptism, and we sent some people to be baptized. They, they go filled with the Holy Spirit when they were getting out of, out of the water. People would get out speaking in tongues. It was just a glorious thing. Come on, clap and praise the Lord. Now, you know now, they were crossing the, 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 the Red Sea as slaves. But they're going to be baptized and they're going to go to the other side as sons. Do you understand? So, and the Bible says, God, God actually destroys the entire army of Egypt. And he says, these, these, these guys, the enemies you see, you can never see them anymore. I own you now. You're mine. I'm, I'm yours and you're mine. Praise the Lord. And, and, he, and from there he starts calling them my people. If my people called by my shall humble them. Ah, come on now. And repent and turn from their wicked ways. I shall hear. And then I'll come and heal that. Yes, yes, yes. Meaning your environment will resemble the quality of your life that you're living. Who you are becoming affects even your environment. You understand what I'm saying? So here we are learning something. That if there is that weakness, if there is that weakness in your life, in your life, that God is going to ignore the 99. After they go to the other side, this is what the Bible says. And I want you to mark this clearly. Get me this verse. That he decided there was a shortcut to the promised land of do it. Between where they were to the promised land, it was only two weeks to arrive there. But the Bible says, the Lord scratched his head. That's just me. And he was like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to take them the long cut to test their heart. Ah, come on now. So God says, I want to know what is in their hearts. 
So I'm going to take them on the long run. So he takes them through, wait for it, wilderness. Ah, did you get that? Now, me dealing with the cross issue and delivering you from, from Pharaoh was my business. Did you catch that? Yes. It, it was all dependent on me. But now, now that Pharaoh is dead, and he is dead, dead, he, you, you will never see him. He is no longer a threat. That superpower country has gone down. Do you understand? Yes. Now, the next thing is, I'm gonna now, I've, de- I've killed the Pharaoh you see. Now it is time for me to kill the Pharaoh in you. Now, to kill the Pharaoh in you, I have to take you through a place. Have you ever had a scripture in the Bible about a place? Whenever men of God, like uh, Moses, say, I want to see your glory, God says, I'm going to put you in a place. So our God is a God of places. That's why I told you you're going places. The Bible says that I'll put you in a place. Psalms 24 says, uh, Who shall ascend the hill? Who shall come to my holy place? Come on now. So there's a place God will put you in (laughs) for you to know certain things. And it's good to catch the rhythm quickly to know what is God doing. So that you line up with God quickly and accelerate your process for progress. The process that God brings you into, it is not to destroy you. Because He loves you. Ah. I feel people's hearts are not open to this type of a message today. I don't know why. But it is going to change your life. It is a message you cannot run from. As long as you are a Christian, there is no way you can run away from this message. Because I can't lie to you that God just wants to bless you. And bless you indeed. It's true. But he also wants to work on you indeed. Anyway, praise the Lord. Am I losing friends? My sheep. Amen. Amen. So there are, there's those two weaknesses. So, did you get it? Uh, yes. So the Bible says, uh, I'm going to show it to you, that, that he took them through the wilderness. Now, why wilderness? Do you know most of the time, you feel like you're, you're, you're in a wilderness, like you're in a standstill. Let me tell you, when you feel like you're in a wilderness, there is a weakness God is after. Because he will leave the 99 in the wilderness. You are the 99. He will leave the excellent part of your life. The holiness. You understand what I'm saying? That's hanging in the wilderness. And you will go after that weakness. And you're wondering, God, where are you going after this weakness in the wilderness? Because I do not want you to be distracted with the promised land. So that you get it twisted. I don't want the promised land to confuse you. I don't want you to think that the promised land will quickly think, make you think that God condones. Ah, come on now. So, so I don't want you distracted. So you'll find yourself in a place where he's going to go after that one area. Let me explain something to some people who are refusing violently to believe this is their word. Let me tell you something. You could be 99% obedient to God. 
But you could be having that one percent that is rebellious. And because that is what is going to destroy you, it's going to be after it. It's going to ignore the 99%. So you're going to be going, God, but I give offering, but I tithe, but, I, but there's, a, there's a rebellious character in you, very crafty, that is after. And guess what? He is not going to let it sprout. Why? Because you know this quote. It is only the one bad potato that spurs the whole bag. It is not the whole bag of small potatoes that destroys one. No, no, no. It is one. One. And you're like, is the Lord petty? No, he's not petty. He's wise. He's loving. He's, he's, he's awesome. But let me, that's a quote by men. Let me insync it with a scripture. The Bible says, it is the small forces. Come on now. I want everybody to look at me. I know the heart is powerful. You are praying. Can you ask the brother to stop praying? Don't pray now. Where? Uh, hallelujah. Just, just, just look at me. Yeah, sleep your eyes, your eyes open. Amen. It's a very important message. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you listening? Yes. Are you being blessed? Yes. Who said perhaps? Amen. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. It is one, even if you don't get anything, go home saying, one bad potato spoils the whole bag. One bad potato spoils the whole bag. I may be having a bad potato in my life. I may spoil the whole bag of my destiny. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> so God is after that one bad potato. You could be very obedient, but very rebellious in one area. There are some people who are obedient until they have to be under authority. They are only obedient when they are leading themselves. When they are issuing commands. When they are the sergeants of their destiny. <laughs> Hallelujah. Alright. It's possible to be the lost sheep and 99 at the same time. Did you capture that? Yes. You could be 99% holy but 1% vulgar and God is coming for you. You could be loving but very stingy but he's coming to fix you. <laughs> you could be a willing servant but very unsubmissive. You could be gifted but unguided. You could be an intercessor, but a slanderous one too. <laughs> you could be submissive, but also abusive. You could be dedicated, but disobedient. You could be a hard worker, but careless. Just, 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 just some thoughts to give you to think. You could be excellent, but unavailable. You're excellent, but to yourself. You could be a leader, but not prayerful. So you lead by borrowing others' examples, not your example. <laughs> you could be busy, but unmentored. Being mentored does not mean, you, you, you're not mentored because you say, this is my mentor. There's a lot of people who don't even say that we are their mentor, but actually we mentor them very effectively because mentorship is a state of the heart. Are you understanding? Yeah. Ah, come on now. Yeah. You could love church, but very hateful to people. The whole concept of church, you love it, but you hate people. Would be caring, but very tribal. Or racist. Ah, come on. Are, are we getting something? Praise the Lord. 
God says I will ignore the 99 areas. You're doing a great job and go for that one area that can corrupt the whole you. Let me, let me give you a verse. Let's go. This is a beautiful verse. Do you want a beautiful verse? Yes. Or do you want an ordinary verse? Ah, come on now. Come on now. Come on now. Uh, okay, okay. Give me a minute. The Bible says, and in that day, ah, come on, say, say in that day. Say in that day. Um it says Matthew chapter 722. It says, Let's start with one. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Before we even go further, let me first of all tell you something. I'm about to close. Today I'm not keeping you. I know yesterday you danced a lot. Amen. Hallelujah. medication very heavy. I want to give it time to sink. Amen. Uh, Amma? Yeah. Yeah, all right, all right. Can we continue? Yes. All right, all right. There's argumenting, zinat, among <laughs> zin all together. And you have to take it while seated down with a lot of water. Okay, praise the Lord. Amen. Uh, having eaten. Uh, praise the Lord. The meal. You know the fundis meal? Praise the one you cannot see the other side of the person you're eating with. That mountain. Amen. Amen. But this is going to change your life. Amen. Because God is interested in who you're becoming than what you're getting. Amen. Ah, okay. amen. Am I losing friends? No. Thank you, Eunice, for saying amen. 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 Who can I pay to say amen? Praise the Lord. Yeah. Hallelujah. I need people. Now, start. you are now interviewing amen. Start saying amen for the next 20 minutes to see if you're qualified. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Amen. Who is saying amen? Not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, let me first of all show you two pictures today. It has an abstract and it has a reality one. The reality one is that the kingdom of heaven exists and after this life is over, you're either going to be in heaven with King Jesus or you will be with Ole Kemunya as he is poking your behind. You understand? Telling you move. You understand? Because at the end of the day, doesn't matter who you are, you will have to listen to somebody. Even if it gets too late and you listen to the devil tell you move, you will still have to obey. Praise the Lord. <laughs> you know there's people, I was sharing yesterday with a friend, and I was telling them, there is people who are so rebellious. They are like the devil. You know the devil, did you know what he said? Instead of serving the king of kings, I better go to hell. Praise the Lord. And become king of devils. Are you understanding? There's some people, instead of hanging with kings and becoming equal among men, they better go and lead hyenas. You remember the Ram King movie? Yeah. Very powerful. Yeah. If you watch it with your Bible open, you will be blessed. Amen. Amen. So the kingdom of God, there is that heaven, but there is also the kingdom of God here now. Mm-hmm. I told you there's two types of people who go there. There's the church people and the kingdom people. Yeah. 
Kingdom people are graduates of the church. Yeah. Come on now. Yes. Now, the kingdom, kingdom of God is a realm you enter and live in. Even when you're here or not. Come on now. Amen. Now, kingdom of God, the Bible says, those who Ah, come on now. Not everyone who calls me Lord, Lord will enter and manifest the kingdom of God. So the kingdom of God has protocols and demands. You cannot just live the way you want and operate under the kingdom favors and the kingdom graces. You have to be efficient. You cannot argue with the protocols of the kingdom. You understand what I'm saying? In Kenya, if you are stopped by the police and maybe uh, they tell you why you you, you are drunk and you are driving, you can say, I don't care. No, you will care. (laughs) Why? Because the protocols, the rules of the land in Kenya, praise the Lord. Maybe in Libya they don't care currently because it's a fallen state. But right now in Kenya, there is rules that you, it doesn't matter who you are. You are not going to do them. You're going to adjust. Amen. Amen. So in the kingdom of God, there is protocols that you have to do. Whether you like it, it doesn't matter how many ministers you get to justify. Praise the Lord. Amen. To justify yourself. You may not believe in tithing. But tithing does not care who you are. You may say, I don't believe in holiness. It's okay. It is your choice. You live the way you want, but you're not going to live in the world and enjoy the benefits of the kingdom. It's impossible. It's impossible. You have to choose one. You cannot have your cake, eat it, and keep it. Go go to the Sunday school. Not now. You won't do that now. Later. Go. Praise the Lord. Are you understanding? Don't you worry, kids, we're going to build them a fun park soon. Amen? We're working on something. We're working on something. Are you understanding? Praise the Lord. And the Bible says this. So it is possible to miss the entry to the kingdom of heaven, even here or now. But but only the ones who does the will of the Father who is in heaven. Will is another story. We won't go there. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? And in your name, did we cast out demons? Now, these are two extremes. One is talking about did, did we prophesy? Come on now. In your name. And the other part is did we even cast out demons? We 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 were operating in the spirit prophecy, and we also manifested in the physical. So so what we did was spiritual and visual. Come on now. But the Bible says, did we even perform miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, meaning I will not cut around the bush. 
I will tell them I never knew you. Oh my goodness, my goodness. Can you say my goodness? Can you say my goodness? All right. My goodness. The Bible says I never. And the Bible says, "You workers of iniquity, get away from me." Oh my goodness! And by the way, this is not a verse for people of the world. Their verse has no discussion. They don't even get the benefit of Jesus talking to them. The Bible actually just declares, "Evildoers and adulterers will not even enter." These ones, it somehow it's like they are entered, but they are talking now. They are being told, uh, confusion, you're in the wrong place. So I think you want to Hallelujah! So these are church people. You workers of iniquity. Now, this is the most interesting part. One time I decided to check what does this mean. So I decided to look it up. I went to the history of the history of the word iniquity, and this is what it means: doing things that God is not part of. Iniquity. Iniquity is not drinking and sleeping around. Iniquity is not the obvious things we think about. It goes a bit farther. Is doing things that God is not part of. You can even do a marriage that God is not part of. Yeah. I don't know where you are. Praise the Lord. At least I think I have seen. Praise the Lord. I, I understand you. You can do things that God is not part of. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Since you got saved, when you made mistakes. From today going behind, God has forgiven you. Say Amen. Yeah. But going forward, how involved is God in your life? That's a good question. But let me focus on one point, then I close because I have just a few minutes. The Bible says here. I want you to notice this part. It says, "I never knew you." Amen. We did acts. We did acts, religious acts. Praise the Lord. Amen. In this church, the reason as leaders we move around the departments a lot of times is because of an error I saw in, in the church. And I'll keep moving departments for a very long time. So get used to it. And I'll tell you the reason I do that is because I try to kill. Uh, I try to kill uh, the spirit of of works. Praise the Lord, Amen. and I want to enhance teamwork. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. You know, in our team, when they are playing football, every team member has a number. Uh, footballers. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I'm not a, a football fan unless I'm playing. <laughs> I find it. I respect people's interests. But uh, I only watch World Cup and I don't watch all of it. It's the last part. The last five or seven teams. I find that uh, I am busy marketing people who are earning and don't know me. 
and I find that unfair. So I, I, I agree to hate football because of my cousins. They used to be violently diehards. And I watch them like idiots. Yell and say, you know, my team, my people, and nothing. And I really, they would spend money on football. They would identify themselves with footballers. I'm like, they don't know you. So me, I respect people's interests. But I'm not going to do that. So the other day I bought a football for me to play with Carol. Normally, just train sometimes outside the house. Okay. And some of you will come. Praise the Lord. Uh, but I love football if I'm playing it. The way we are going to play on 20th, we are going to have church, get together, we are going to go on a field and have a little bit of springs funding. Amen. Amen. 20th, during Mashudade. Okay, alright. Here we dress modestly, but that day, please don't wear a skirt, okay, ladies? Okay. We don't want to go on the corner praying that you roll, amen? <laughs> God is working on him, praise the Lord. So just wear a nice shirt, praise the Lord. <laughs> Yeah, uh, get something, you understand? There's no nice shirt and maybe a long shirt, amen? Yeah. Just, just, we're going to have fun. We're going to have a cup, amen? Yeah. And uh, just have fun and uh, the winner will get something, amen? Yeah. And, uh, so let's plan on that. And uh, I can see uh, she's dancing. She's like, I don't want to hear one. why I'm the way of God. So, so... <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, so in, a, in a football a team, it is numbers. You understand? Messi is number? Alright, seven, ten. Some of you are just guessing. Eight, eh? Alright, whatever. So, so, so there's different. Uh, so, so there's some people who are married to their number. And they talk about their number. I mean, this is the number I play. But let me tell you, that does not help in the kingdom. You don't need to be identified by the number you play. You need to be identified by being, are you ready for it? Team heaven. Are, 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 you, are you rooting for the team? So, so that's why I don't want anyone to build a, an industry in their own tiny department. So you could be serving in this department for now, but, but you're team heaven. You're not going to let the work of God capsize when you're watching. You're ready. You have to be multifunctional. You understand what I'm saying? Because the moment you build your own kingdom, then you have no capacity to handle the kingdom of God. Because the kingdom of God destroys the kingdom of men. So that's why we, we keep switching the departments. Because the moment we get people who can function without any attitudes, with excellence, in anything they're given, they're like, all I need is, uh, where, where can I support? Because the Holy Spirit is the coach in the kingdom of God. Are uh, you getting? He's the one who knows, uh, you go, you go now. You understand? You play here. But you cannot go there. I have a plan. Yes, I have a, no, no, no. Your plan has to submit to the, a, a team's plan. Yes. Me, 
Because you may have to understand what is the plan of the goalkeeper or the striker, because that's a bit of nuisance, then you're going to trust the one giving the plan. What, what, what does the Holy Spirit want us to function? Because I don't want you to be limited. Come on now. Praise the Lord. I think the churches that move bishops around do a fantastic job. I support that. And by the way, Chris, that's how we started. Yes. Back in the day, bishops would, you would run a, a district for a couple of times and move to another one. Yeah. That's the right way. And any church that does that, they're doing the right thing. Praise the Lord. Because it makes people not own. So that Mokami does not say, worship team is mine. So if you are going to hell, we go hell together. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if you are raising all kind of keys, no, 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 no. You're like, for now I'm serving here, I'm going to do my best. Well, what's needed? What's needed? You know what I'm saying? You know, if we get those characters in the kingdom of God, you're like, no, no, no. I don't own a space. I, I, all I own is my love for God. Are you understand? I'm ready to serve anywhere. That's now, it's what I call deep heaven. And the Bible says, we did acts. And, and, and by the way, it's a very dangerous thing. And there are some people sometimes from lower units and they tell you, ah, relax. Don't serve. And sometimes I may ask you to do that. And ask you, just listen and serve. Do you know, one of the times I do that, and I've done that to most people who are close to me. There's a time I did that to Christine. And Christine would not get it. Uh, that time she was new in Christine. She's like, no, but I, I was a leader where I was. I, I came with leadership as well, you know. <laughs> and one of the many reasons I do that, and that's why she's amazing right now. That's why she's among the few who cannot, who don't have to run a department, and she's still functioning effectively. There's some, there's some of you who cannot function without a department, but for her, how did I coach her that way? Because I wanted to kill that spirit of works. It is very possible in the church to think that all that matters to you is this work. It is what you're delivering. It is work. It is work. And in the midst of those works, you miss the whole point. You even miss God. You begin to use your works, darling, to measure your spirituality. And so many Christians are there. That's why if you find some ladies having food, the way they talk to you is like a Glock 9. What are you saying? You know what I'm saying? You're like, the, the things they will say. Yesterday, uh, there's, somebody, there's a, a mother, a church leader, who messed up some people, and I went there to talk to her. What are you listen? What you're doing is wrong. Then, uh, then uh, she even turned around and told Ashoshu there, from you guys, go and sit down. I said, no. What Ashoshu can happen once before we finish talking? Why? What are you doing? So she, she got offended, but I think as well, I told her my mind, which I will not repeat here. <laughs> Why? Because you can also communicate without shouting, without being harsh. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You can also go and say, kindly, this line is for the family. Yeah. Do you mind, please? Sorry for the inconvenience. Can I move you from here to that side? And because you had already lined up for three, well, for 30 minutes, let me walk you there and cut the line for you. 
Are, are you understanding? Yeah. Can, can, you, can you fix? Can you divide the table and serve to, from two corners? Can you talk to your people to hasten? Can, can you? What are you talking about? Are, are you understanding? And, and that, and God will be seen. You don't have to shout. You don't have to insult somebody. And, and, and I was telling my wife, I find it extremely dumb where people use one day event to hurt people permanently. And let me tell you, if, if it was your wedding, Christian, and I'm serving, even if you had instructed me not to serve five people, specifically, I don't care about you, it's only one day. I don't care the instruction you gave me, I'm going to love people and treat them well. Because I'll be left with the people. That's wisdom. <laughs> you, you see that? It is only for one day. It's only for one day. Yeah. You see, those words makes you so hostile. And that even a non-born again begin to question your salvation. And you're wondering, tomorrow is Sunday. You'll be there saying, I have a song. I've been saved for 28 years. What are you looking at? But we don't care. Why were you not saved yesterday? <laughs> so, so I don't want anyone that God has brought under me to have that spirit. That's why I operate that way. I don't want you to think this is my kingdom. This is my territory. Are you understanding? No. No. Even me, I do not sit in a church member like I own them. Years ago, many years ago, 14 years ago, 12 years ago, the Holy Spirit told me, Life them, love them like they are yours, hold them like they are not. So that they are not disappointed. They don't belong to you. You didn't die to, uh, for them. The most you can do as a man of God is die two hours to minister to people. <laughs> you don't sacrifice. I feel the time. I come on up. So we cannot go building kingdoms. Praise the Lord. And by the way, even as I minister here, I minister with a clock in my spirit. Because God has spoken to me over years ago. Countries I'll go and do some work. Places I'll go and start some work. So even here, I know I'm not here forever. So even when you send me a message, today I will not be available. I don't care. I, I am on time. Me, I'm closing in my I'm closing in my time. There's a time, the time will be over. And I will not be around. I told you the other day, we are currently sitting on an opportunity to relocate to Canada. We have everything paid for. It has been there for the last five and a half years, or five and a half months. And it is not a job. No, it's not a job. It's a, it's a, it's a shareholding offer. For, for, for Carol to own the company she works for, and for me to get uh, a, a, a slice of what I do. And they are providing everything. And we are calculating, we are seeing, uh, we'll be earning maybe 10 million a month. And after six months, it's very easy to be earning 100 million, according to real numbers. But God. <laughs> but, yeah. And when we pray, for the last five and a half months, God has said nothing. I won't come here and tell you, the Lord said, Arise and shine, and I'm calling you to the western inside. Yes, this time you will turn for real. No! <laughs> so, so we are not going anywhere. So we have been declining those opportunities consistently. And the more we decline, the more sweeter they become. You understand? It will be good for me, it will be good for my children in the future. 
It will save us and protect my children from any Ebola outbreak. And whatever, who knows what politicians may say to do. You understand what I'm saying? But it is extremely selfish. Because the moment I got saved, it is no longer my life. That is salvation. It's, it, it's, it's, it's a divine disruption. Ah, come on now. It is a divine disruption. It's no longer my life. So it is not just you who have had decisions, Alex. You also have to make the decisions. So this is not something to go and ask President. I have not even told him yet. Should I go? Should I not go? No. We have already made that decision. It was not some, it's not even something to discuss even with Carl. We both know. No. At this time, no. But there's days in the future, there's even some countries that there's some responsibility we are supposed to go and do certain assignments. And they will come. And a day will come. And you'll be, hey guys, uh, tomorrow we won't be around. And uh, Ruth here will be ministering to you. She'll be your pastor. Hey, praise the Lord. Amen. It's an example. Don't be scared. Praise the Lord. Why are you shaking? Stop shaking. Are <laughs> <laughs> oh, you excited? You're like, yes! And we'll have to move to the next chapter. That's why we are not serving and ministering Kidogo Kidogo. We are giving our all. Why? Because we know uh, there's a time coming where there will be no time. Praise the Lord. Am I making sense? Yes. I can't tell you how long. God has not given me the specific. It could be six months, it could be two years, it could be ten years. Who knows what? Praise the Lord. Amen. But when that time comes, we move on to the next chapter. Because I will not lie to you and tell you God is trying to save Kenya alone. No. There's a world. He died for, for God. John 3.16 says world. Does it say world? Yeah, it does not say Kenya. For God so loved the world that he died for Kenya. No. He died for the world. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So that's why I function. Some of you may not understand me. But if I, as Susie, I don't, I, you, the moment you are used to a particular department, I disrupt you again. I'm working on you. And I'm studying you. I'm trying to see. Do you understand? Are you becoming multi-talented, multi-skilled to serve? And the moment we get to that level where we have those team heaven, then the church is ready to explode. Let me tell you. The moment... The moment you get people who can function as team heaven, who cannot work, they're like, ah, they, they see, they're like, ah, I need to clean this church. They don't even require permission. They come like, it's not my department, but I, they thoroughly clean it. Even unanimous. When you start getting people functioning to fix things, to move, it becomes a machine. Ah, come on now. Do you know in the military, everyone is trained to do everything when it comes to war? Yes, even medical doctors, they, they, you have to get weapons training. All of you, before you specialize, before you say now me am a nurse in the army or I'm a chef. Even the chefs knows how to kill. They know how to fight. So we have to have at least a level where we can function in any area before we specialize. Come on now. Amen. It's the word too heavy. So the Bible says, workers of iniquity. Amen. Amen. I did not. Now, I want us to, fo- to focus on something here. The Bible says, I never knew you. That's my main focus as I close. 
And the question is, Kumbe, the Lord is interested in knowing you. The Lord wants to know you. For a very long time, Christian, you've been hearing the word of God being ministered to you, Francis, that God knows, He, he, he knows you. But, but, but the real scripture, especially the misused one in Jeremiah 29 11, does not say God knows you. It says He knows the plans He has for you. For God to know you is going to be a journey. And God is interested in knowing you. Let me me say something. The omniscient God, the omnipresent God, the omni-excellent God, who knows everything. Praise the Lord. I see Him in so many scriptures refusing Amen. Amen. Refusing to interfere. It is like uh, it is like what we do in tech. In tech, there are some development programs we can develop that we can actually access and even switch your phone on remotely. But we we choose not. Are, are you understanding? And, and 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 we tell you the choices you have made through privacy policy. Do you remember that policy agreement that you, you say, okay, that you never read? Very long? Ah, that, that's us in tech explaining to you why we will not listen to you at night when you're snoring. Why we will not maybe analyze your transactions. Are you understanding? Now, the same thing if you understand that, God can access everything because He's the always God. But he chooses to let you reveal yourself to him. Ah, come on, man. He does not want to invade your prayers. So he wants to know who you are. That's why the Bible says he took them. Ah, come on now. He took them through the wilderness that he might know what was in their heart. Ah, Jesus. Oh, God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let me show you a scripture. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to the book of uh, Deuteronomy 8.2. It says, Thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these 40 years in the wilderness to humble thee. Oh my goodness. Now, now you're tripping. But now that's the charge we don't like. Can the, and the question is, can the Lord take you through uh, a journey to humble you. Uh, I want you to answer so that I'm not guilty of teaching tough things today. Amen. Yes. Can the Lord? Yes. Okay, this is like, I'm not opening this one right now. <laughs> Stick with it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take that. Can the Lord take you through a place to humble thee? Yes. Why would God develop humble you? Because through being humbled, or what we call humiliation, you develop humility. And God resists the proud. And the journey God is walking with you, He does not want to get to a point where He resists you. Let me now, thank you Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, give me fine examples, because this is becoming too complex. Uh, so that I have, let me, let me, let me just do two guys. Can you with your girlfriend? Come here. 
Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now, uh, the Bible says, uh, let, me, let me read it for you again. Uh, that the Lord led you these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you. Come on now. Amen. To humble you. Now, in this relationship, in, our, in this church, we have a class. It's called Coding Right Class. You understand? I started that class from the teachings God gave me when I was dating and uh, when I was starting my relationship with my wife. And, uh, and those things that God taught us were profound. They were profound. They changed our lives. And we've been teaching uh, the couples joining there. Don't worry, you will also join if you're not there. Amen. Amen. You will get somebody. I'll talk to you. And praise the Lord. Uh, let us be involved. Amen. Yeah, whether you join illegally or legally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, illegally is when you go and get yourself a husband or a wife, then you say in a relationship, I've already proposed, I know what I'm doing, this is the will of God. It's okay, you join. Great the Lord. <laughs> you you suffer because you started the whole thing on your own. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh, but uh, at least with the teaching, we're going to uh, what we call a padding. We're going to pad the pressure. You remember back in the day during corporal punishment, when the day uh, we used to wear our jeans short inside, you understand? Uh, for a group of schools, don't get what I'm saying. You understand? That was school, it's not prison. Praise the Lord. Yeah, we suffered. Yes, praise the Lord. Are you understanding? Praise the Lord. Okay. Now, why am I talking about coding right class? The reason I normally teach that the basis of this class is relationships don't go wrong, they start wrong. And the moment it starts wrong, it will go wrong. The, the, the issue is not if it will, it's when it will. Because it will go wrong. Because it started wrong. You start building a house and, and now you call this size and you can see it's this way. But then it's done, the roof will have touched the ground. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> okay, that was funny. Anyway. <laughs> okay, so... Ah, yes. We this start a relationship, and this is just acting. Praise the Lord. So, just if you are trying to propose, you can go ahead. Oh, hey, you're angry. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> Francis is very angry. Like, <laughs> God, Praise the Lord. Uh, so if they start dating, praise the Lord, the concept of putting right class is that we, we deal, it's not fun, but it's not fun. If, when you start putting right, it means it's not going to be enjoyable. If, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you are dating and you, you normally sing a song the day you're meeting, you're like, la, la, la. you iron the, 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 the handkerchief, you, la, la, ta, la, la. Then you're going back to the days. Uh, that's not the motivation I'm talking about. The true one, you don't even want to see him. Well, if you join our class, the things I'll teach you, 
if you are obeying, you understand, you won't even be looking forward to seeing each other. And most of the time, you will cry in several days. Not because of love, not because I'm like, what do I do with this love? No! It's not love, you're like, God, you pissed me off, you understand? That's what I'm talking about. Because the whole concept is reversed. Because what Hollywood has been teaching you is not real. And you can prove it by the fact that their weddings don't last. Praise the Lord. Their weddings don't last. Amen. Timazemi are being mentored by Angelina Jolie. What are you talking about? You didn't read the news in divorce So, so if, if this wonderful couple, as wonderful as they are, they are like Manze, Anderson, I'm show you. Eh? What is PhD? I don't know. So they decide nobody can tell us anything. And they decide, whatever you do. And they don't address the issues. Because the whole concept of it is addressing issues, all of them first. It is, it is normally a drill. Because coaching is a drill of marriage. So, so, so the training we take through the people is drills. It's just that I don't even have enough time, energy, and resources to meet them often. Or we meet them monthly. I meet them once in a while. Praise the Lord. Once in maybe four months. Because uh, sometimes I'm so overwhelmed. Praise the Lord. But I'm trusting God. So if they start that uh, relationship in their own way, after one year, now step forward, they've worked one year, uh, uh, two, three years, they have married. You understand what I'm saying? Have you ever seen uh, couples in public, uh, like the way Trump uh, was trying to greet the wife and the wife is eating the hand? Uh, you have seen some uh, two exposures, uh, humiliating things, uh, you cringe. There's a time I was with this uh, group of leaders, they were in the car when I was a young, uh, young, young man, and uh, uh, this couple would insult each other. I would feel myself. <laughs> and I would feel like ah, yeah, I should not be here. My skin car with a squeeze if you, you turn into vapor. <laughs> then you put yourself back together. So that's what I was feeling in the car. And I was telling God, hey, I don't want this when I get married. And God was gracious. It's a long story, very long story. Uh, God revealed to me some of these teachings. Let me tell you, to protect that humiliation in public, you need to go and work in secret. The couples who don't do the work in secret, the humiliation becomes public. And it doesn't matter how much you try to cover smoke with all the garments and curtains. Finally, the fire will burn through them. <laughs> and somebody will call an alarm and call the city council. Or if you're outside Kenya, you call the firemen. Praise the Lord. If you say fireman, you are talking about. <laughs> Did you understand that? Yeah. Let go of my hands so that you don't start something and didn't start. You understand what I'm saying? I don't go. So, so, so if you don't work in secret, so the point is, the Bible says that the Lord, ah, come on now. Did you get that? That he led you through the wilderness to humble you. Why is the Lord humbling you in the wilderness? 
Because he does not want to humble you in the promised land. So, so why do you have to go through? Is bring an offering? Oh, okay. There's no offering. It's a joke. I was joking. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Okay. Praise the Lord. Carol, you're so happy. Praise the Lord. That is like this prophetic. Come on, Nigeria, Nigeria. So, so uh, praise the Lord. Uh, there must be engagement soon. Amen. Amen. Yeah, very soon, the quite engagement Sunday. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. And we'll say this is not an act. Amen. So, so. So the Bible says he took them through the wilderness. So it's good you go through the quoting right class, go the right process, hallelujah, Amen. to humble each other through it so that you can reign now in marriage. But the only way you can reign in marriage is the foundation is worked on properly before the marriage. But if you don't work on it, you're not going to reign. So now that we're in marriage, me and my wife, there's some issues we only hear them when we're canceling people. They're like, oh, that, that is not right. We don't know. Because when the foundation is right, there's some threats that will never come to your door. There is a way you can build a house and there is no threat that can come to you. But even Wakora Gikuja Koleka, it is unpenetrable. And that's the way I want you to build your marriage. And that's what the Bible says. Amen? Amen. That he took them through the 40 years to humble them and to prove and to know. Ah, come on now. What was in your heart? Whether thou would keep his commandment, whether you can be able to stick to his covenant. He wanted to test what was in their heart. And later God gave a report. He said, these men have hearts of stone and they have rebellious necks. They said they are stiff-necked. So he was like, I cannot move them to my purpose. There's even a point he got, he said, uh, they are going to live to die. Because at this point they are useless. And it was a fight between him and Moses because God was saying, I'm going to annihilate all of them. And from you, I get a generation that I cannot be. Because they have frustrated me. Not because of gold. Gold I give them. Not because of property. I give them land. But the problem now is their heart. Their, their core. And the question today is, what is it in your core? Praise the Lord. Come on now. So the Bible says, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, it starts by God saying, I know the plans I have for you. I know the plans I have. Now, it is like this gentleman, after he has proposed and she has said yes. Can you say yes? yes. Just like that. <laughs> you should not ask him questions that did you anyway, it's a joke. <laughs> Praise the Lord. After this gentleman uh, proposes and she says yes, say yes and dance, yes, yes. Then uh, Moya comes. Praise the Lord. And he's giving flowers. You know, can there's something else now? Praise the Lord. Are we together? 
Are you together? Yes. Uh, but brothers, it's good to check with your wife. Uh, uh, your wife to, uh, to be. Yes, yes. Uh, so that you don't do those things. Some of them, like Carol, that would be sour. And she's like, ah, I don't want that foolishness. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. There's some people who don't thrive in attention. And there's some people who thrive in it. They actually live for it. So, 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 if you are proposed, she said yes, and you're now preparing, you begin to prepare. Yeah, you understand? Begin to prepare. You're going on a first date. For you to prepare to go for the first date is just to wake up. You know that? I was like, I feel good. I don't know. It's my first date. Alright. So he's going to his first date. Praise the Lord. So, 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 to me, Jeremiah 29 11 is like the Lord going on the first date with you, mercy. You have given your life to Christ, and then it is the first time. The Lord, ah, come on now, because I want you to check the phrasing of Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Read it for me, twenty nine eleven. Let me show you something hidden there. Come on now, are you ready? Yes. I, I, I want to close with some excitement. Are you excited? Yeah. Uh, come on, let me hear some shout of joy. <laughs> All right, read it for me. For I know the thoughts. That I think towards you, says the Lord, mm. thoughts of peace mm. and not of evil, to yes. give you a future and mm. He's talking to you, but he's addressing himself. For I know. Ah, oh, come on now. Yeah. So, 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 he's, he's, it is the Lord now coming to the first date after the proposal. You have received Jesus, and he's there saying, I know the plans that I have for you. So he's on the way there, just like for him, he's going on a date, go there and start coming slowly. He's going, the Lord is coming to, uh, uh, to get the first date with you, and he knows the plans. You understand what I'm saying? And that's why the, the gentleman, especially if you're raised uh, by me, uh, you cannot just go there looking, wearing a balloon. You understand? Yeah, you have to wear a nice jacket, you have to work on your hair. Don't look like a surprise. You understand? <laughs> so when you get there, you have a plan. You must have a plan. You don't go for that first date and you ask him, Susie, why would you like to eat? You understand? And Susie is like, where would you like to eat? You understand? Uh, you don't know, especially at this hard times, Shadi, don't, don't, don't ask that question. What if, she, what if she says, I want to do Crown Plaza? You understand what I'm saying? Now between you and, and poverty, you understand? Sandwich between poverty and billions is only 600. So, so 600 does not give you permission to ask such a question. And she's like, can't be scared. Now, now, whatever you do will be useless. <laughs> so don't ask a question you're not ready for the answer. So, 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 so go there like Jesus, for I know the plans. <laughs> Turn the evil. Turn the evil to become. I want to answer. Turn the evil to good. You know? Ah, come on. Brothers, I know what you mean. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Are you understanding? So if your plan was to go and, uh, and stare at the church uh, statue or in, uh, in Archive Square, you understand what I'm saying? Then go there and just discuss. Maybe she's into history. You understand what I'm saying? Like, who is this? Uh, who are you thinking? You're like, Jimana? Like, 
So, so, so the Lord is coming to start a relationship with you. So he comes and says, uh, can you admit 10 minutes? Because yes. Yes. I've opened a vein I have to close. Yes. You understand? Yes. Yeah. When a, when a surgeon is working on somebody, if they say the surgery is two hours, you can tell him the time is over, you have to watch it up. You understand? Yeah, sometimes it extends. Yeah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> now, I have to finish this. I thought you were enjoying yeah. Perhaps, who's saying perhaps? Praise the Lord. Francis. So, so, so he's going there with her? Ah, come on now. Help me finish. He's going there with her? Ah, thank you. He's going there with a plan. Now, nah, nah, go there with a plan. Eh? You have a plan, he's there. I know she goes there going like, I wish they picked me. I'm such an actor. All right, all right, all right. Go sit down. She won't come here. Yes, yes, keep here, keep here, So you can act. So, so he's coming there and he has a plan. You can discuss, yes, act, act now. So, so, so let me ask, where are you going? Where are you taking her? Oh, pizza mojo. <laughs> fancy. Very fancy. Praise the Lord. Yeah. We have homes. Praise the Lord. It's 10 shillings. And they allow you to carry your own loaf. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, 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 okay. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I was giving ideas for those who are in between jobs. Amen. They're in between jobs and they, they have somebody or they're getting somebody. So, so they're there on end up is a mojo. Who told you to hold hands? Raise the Lord. Yeah. I can't. 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 So he has a plan. He's taking her to his mojo. So, so he knows the plans. This is the Lord taking him. He says, I know the plan I have for you. I know that plan. You don't know the plan I have for you. I'll have to meet you and I'll, I'll tell you the plan. Oh, come on now. As I explain this, I'm going to hit four quick points. Rules of knowing God. Point number one, you have to be available. The rule number one, rules of knowing God. You have to be available. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the living God. Amen. Praise the living God. Amen. Can you say you have to be available? Yes. Tell your neighbor you have to be available. Yes. All right, all right. You have to be available. Come on, come on. Come on, come on. Let me tell you, it doesn't matter. Amen? Amen. It doesn't matter how much good news you have. 
I, I could be calling I could be calling you for an opportunity of a lifetime. I could be calling you. Praise the Lord. But if you're not the joke here is that you guys are listening as if you have never heard that voice. <laughs> You understand? They are saying Mutejo na itafuta hapatikari kwa sasa. It doesn't matter how much good news I have for the person I'm calling. It doesn't matter the opportunity that is waiting for him. If he is not available, if she is not available, she's going to miss the opportunity. So the first rule of, of God knowing you Ah, come on now. Because you see the tables have switched. It is not just you to know God. God wants to know you. So rule number one, you have to be available for you to know God. God God is not going, you're not going to know God through distant relationship with God. Amen? You have to be available. Now, the first thing she needs to do, even though he has a plan, she has to show up. It doesn't matter how amazing your plan is. If she does not show up, come on now. She's going to miss out on the entire plan, set of the plans you have. So rule number one, you have to be available. Praise the Lord. What did I do? Thank you, the mic. Alright. You have to be available. Amen. And I'll tell you rule number two. But before we go to rule number two, she, he has a plan. He knows the plan. Jeremiah 29 11. But what he does not know is how. Now I want you to think about that. So the reason he's going on a date with her, the reason she wants to spend some time with her. The reason he has put cologne on him, because as God is saying, he who dwells in the presence of the most high, come on now, shall abide. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Because the glory, the presence of God now becomes that cologne. That, 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 that presence. Where she enjoys that presence. Are you understanding? Yes. Now, the, the, the presence is not the main thing. The presence is amazing so that you can enjoy the one who is the owner of that presence. So, so, so God attracts you with his presence. Because there is a river that makes glad the city. So his presence is heaven to you. Ah, come on now. Why? So that you can be able to spend time with you. Now the next thing, the reason you're going on a date is because you're going there because you want to know her. That's why you don't go on a date and both of you are quiet. You're looking at each other like money queens. You understand what I'm saying? Now you're there communicating. And Francis is there and he's saying, by the way, many people do not know. My first name is not Francis. Me, I'm Edward. <laughs> so, so that's Francis on a <laughs> So as a lady, Alice is there going like, What? What? I love it. Oh my goodness, my Edward. I do. I do. I do. I do. I do. I 
she, he didn't. You know what I'm saying? They're now getting to know each other. Ah, come on now. So the Lord has brought you there in that day to know who you are. You understand? And she's there expressing herself. And there is conversations there. Are you ready for something? Rule number two. Rules of God knowing you. Did you catch the first one? Hallelujah. You have to be available. You have to create time. And, and, And let me tell you something. I do not take any excuse, even when I'm having leaders meeting and or any meeting with anyone. You can tell me the excuses that you're busy. Actually, I say busy to me is an acronym for be being an assistant. You understand what I'm saying? Don't be busy. You understand what I'm saying? Be organized. I say busy is not an excuse. Because you create time to what is important. It's as simple as that. You can tell me I was so busy I was not available. No, you create time for what is important. It's as simple as that. The moment something is important to you, you're going to move the heavens. Mm. Praise the Lord. Because mm. I, I, I grew up raising people and, and they would mix me up. Because somebody is telling me, oh, oh, that prayer meeting, my parents did not give me permission. Then the, the prayer request they are telling me to pray for them is so that they can go and, and start uh, studying in the US. I wonder, like, will you go with your mom now? <laughs> yeah, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So, on one side, you're telling me you're free to go and live in another country alone, but for prayer meetings, I would find the use at that time. Uh, they needed permission of the parents. Then they get married, and I wonder, what will you do now? Praise the Lord. Ah, are you getting what I'm saying? Now, number two, it's a law. Deep conversations bath deep relationships. Amen. Just give me three minutes, I'm gonna run through this, okay? Deep fellowships bath deep bond. Even in your own relationships and even in your future, for the right person, it's going to be a bond. Say bond. But if you have deep conversation with the right person, you're going to have a a bond. If you have it with the wrong person, it's going to be a bond age. All right, all right. No immense deal. Yes, Lord. Yes, it's true. Nobody's clapping. Yes, Lord. So, so for you, the Lord here wants to have a conversation with you, and for that relationship to go deep, the Bible says in the book of Psalms that deep calls to deep. Ah, come on now. So, you must have deep conversations. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You must be able to have deep conversations. So the more deep the conversations are, the deeper the relationships will be. That's why you're not supposed to tell your deepest secrets to strangers. You can't meet somebody in a matatu and all of a sudden they know half of your life. Amen. That's risky. Ah, come on now. You have to reveal in your relationship with God 
Some of these rules are very important. You must, you, you, some of you, the question is, are you prayerful? Do you have a prayer life? Oh, I understand it. Yes. Now, is your prayer life, is the Lord a P.O. box? You know some people, the Lord is a P.O. box, but you just go to sign in, prayer request. Lord, I want, I want, I want, I need, I need, I need. Remember, remember, remember. Oh, quicken your heart. I see the blood. It's like a spell. Some a bit of enchantment. <laughs> some some people that's their prayer life. But it has to shift from just visiting the Lord to what Psalms 91 says, he who dwells. Ah, come on now. Dwells is different with visits. Not who visits. He who dwells in the presence. Ah, come on. If you go to a fantastic uh, designer like Ruth Bryan and you ask her to work on your dress, then you go after two days when she has just cut the material, you take the material there, what is the way it is? You know what I'm saying? Will you, will you go home with a dress? You'll have to sit down, you need to sit down and wait for her to go through the entire process for you to go home with a dress. True or false? So there's some people, they throw the material to God and go for the material in the evening. And that's why, no matter how much you go to pray, you still go with anxiety. Because you went to send the, the P.O. box, you went to send the letter. This is our request. But it's supposed, the Bible says, don't leave the king's presence in haste. They have to grow to a level where it's a conversation. Where you're opening up to your daddy, to your father, to your friend. Where you can share deep secrets with him. Praise the Lord. I remember when I was growing up in the Lord, I would go to the present. Because you remember when I gave you that testimony? There's a time, the Lord, you can sit down. It's okay. I'm going to manage. Praise the Lord. A clap for them. I told God I want you to make me a man of excellence. He told me, be naked before me. You remember that story? He was not talking about removing clothes. He was talking about being honest. To have deep conversations with him. And I remember I, I, I came up and I took the relationship so serious. And, I, and it became so real. To the level sometimes I will be extremely tired in my hour of prayer. And I will tell the Lord, I'm so tired today. I can't pray. I'm feeling so beat down. This and this happened. Then sometimes I will start that conversation telling him how I'm feeling. I end up spending an hour doing prayer. Which started as a conversation. And sometimes, I'll be honest with you, I, I was too drained, too destroyed to pray. And I would now, I remember, I don't know why, uh, why I started this, I would write a letter to God. I would write a letter and leave it there on the table. When I was a single young man, I told him, that's my letter. This is what I would have told you if I had the energy. And I would go to sleep. And I remember, because I always sleep with uh, some worship music playing. I remember nights where I would wake up, and they still happen. 
And uh, in the middle of the night, I would find that I was crying the whole night. I was worshipping and I didn't know. Because the presence of God refused to leave, so the Lord was with my spirit. It was just that my body is sleeping because the body is tired, but the Holy Spirit is with my spirit, fellowshipping because He is welcome. Praise the Lord. Are you understanding? Are you understanding? I want to say something else beautiful. So this deep conversation will bad deep relationship. The people who, the reason, especially ladies, you get heartbroken by your best friends is because, it's not because of anything. It's simply because they know your darkest secrets. It's as simple as that. So you're like, how dare you leave me when you have all that investment? You can't just walk away. It is like the CIA. Where James Bond removes the gun, MI6, and it's like, what are you going to do now that you have this very top secret information? Or, or you stare at what he has said and you're staring at the gun. So in that movie sense, they're telling you, you may either join us or die, because you can't live with this level of secrets. Are you getting the joke? Yes. Or are you watching the movie? Some of you are like, then what happens? Praise the Lord. <laughs> We're not here for a movie now. Praise the Lord. <laughs> are you being blessed? Yes. Or is it perhaps? So, so that's why we get heartbroken. But the Lord, you can trust Him. You can share. You can have a conversation with the Lord with how you're feeling. Let me ask you a question, all of you. Who's the closest person in your life? Alright. No, it's okay. Say it. Who's the closest person in your life? Yeah, it should be God. But let's test if it's God. The moment you're going through the toughest situation, somebody snatches your phone, God forbid, you go through a situation, who do you call first? Most people don't call. I'm not saying the way you scream when the car is about to roll down. That's obvious. If you're born in Kenya, even even atheists shout Jesus. For a minute. They they are believers. But most of you call your friends. They're like, Mazel, we do this stuff thing. And then God is not is the end result. He's the last one to tell. When you have good news, who do you tell? You should tell God, Lord, I'm so excited about this. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. Deep conversations brings cements a deep, deep relationship. But if this bond, if this bond is with the wrong person, it will become a bondage. The last one. Oh, you have a space for two? If you're full, if I design your full, I can leave it there. You have space? Yes. You, you are honest with whom you trust. Amen? And I want to tell you, you're honest with whom you trust. Because there cannot be a relationship without honesty. The opposite of honesty is suspicion. And you can't live in suspicious world. It, it, is, it is draining to be suspicious. And you can, and there's some people who are not spiritual, but they're suspicious. They're like, oh, 
What's that presence? Is the devil here? You know, the devil doesn't even live. Suspicious of insects. I, I know there's a level in witchcraft and sorcery where, you know, insects and all that. I don't want to talk about it right now. You know that? It can be used for criminal, demonic activities. Are you understanding? But there's some people who live in a, a suspicious world. They see an insect, they see the devil, they're like, wow, now you, you are the devil. Amen? <laughs> they see a snake outside the compound. They're like, this is the devil. No, 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 no. Snakes are good creatures. Snakes are not of the devil. Some of you are looking at me like, are the scales of your religious eyes falling? Did you know, without snakes, the world would plunge into one of the biggest plagues you've ever seen. The plague of, uh, I don't know if it's 1902 uh, or, or something, was caused by rats. And the number one enemy, eater of, la- of rats in the cycle of life, is snakes. So God, in his wisdom, in creation, to balance the earth, he gave us snakes. And let me tell you, these rats you find outside, if there was no snakes to manage them, you have no idea. There's no animal in this planet that multiplies like rats. They actually say two rats can multiply in, in about a year to become over a thousand rats. Yes. That's why people back in the day used to insult people, they would say you're getting children, right? Eh? Yeah, and I was shield with sign. I want to wash it. Praise the Lord. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Because back in the day, people get 20 children, you know? So, 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 so snakes, they are the most used by uh, people in the dark side, witchcraft, and all that. Eh? But it does not mean that uh, you cannot again be suspicious of every snake. You go to snake park and you're like, oh God, look at the witchcraft. No. <laughs> no, please. Please. <laughs> I'm not asking you to play with them. Eh? You understand what I'm saying? I have a friend, a Muzungu, friend of mine, who actually has a pet that is a snake. Uh, I think I'll introduce her to the pastor because there's actually a time in the Mkono. But because yeah, but uh, he took care of it. These things are normal in the US. Actually, you know John Das? One of his kids for a long time has had an iguana. You know iguana? When he comes here, he'll tell me the story. Yeah, but I know some Christian people go there and say, look at the witchcraft. Eh? You know, where? Where? In a shanda. is come on. The devil is a thief. I know Africa because of our background. This is a very hard sale. You know what I'm saying? Because of our background of witchcraft and all. We try to tell you the importance of. And it's important, especially uh, in the size of a company, for people to know, uh, so that we don't kill snakes so heavily, because there can easily be an epidemic. 
You understand? There's a way, there's things you can use in your house to keep them away from the house. But in the forest, let them stay there. You cannot make it your calling to go in the forest to kill snakes. I'm trying to balance your, your religion so that you don't find Satan in everything. Then Honesty is nakedness. So when the Lord was telling me be honest, be, be naked before me, he was talking about honesty. If you can be naked before God, he can dress you up in, with righteousness. If you can be naked, but some of you are, can't be naked. You're too important before God. Before God, you're so important. You're so special. You're so important before him. The Bible says in John 15, without God, we are absolutely nothing. So it's good to go with that. And the Bible says, our righteousness. When you go there feeling, man say, me see, come, come, me. No, me, I'm not like Antonio, me, man say, me, I turn on your anger, you ever. Antonio, I'm not like you, I'm not like you, I'm not speed. Praise the Lord. You understand? You're there feeling important <laughs> before the Lord. Okay, it may not be that comical, but you get what I'm saying? Yeah. You're there feeling, man, there's some people, Lord. Even the people you start praying for in your prayer time, they actually to make you feel nice. Praise the Lord. I'm praying for Jesse to become a little bit humble, Lord. Why are you saying that? Because you feel your more about that. Alright, praise the Lord. So you need to be honest. Go before God. You understand, Joram? And you tell the Lord, Christian, Lord, I am a wicked man. Ah, come on. Go there like Isaiah. My tongue is wicked. Who shall save me? Deliver me. That's the only way you can be helped. But if you're there, very cool. I'm like, what's it? All the couples we have cancelled over the years. The greatest challenge, the, the, the day, uh, every couple that we've ever cancelled, the time that their lives begin to shift as a couple, it is the moment. Are you ready for this? Yes. I'm, I'm noticing every time I talk about relationships, there's a, an extra attention I'm getting. <laughs> so I will hold on this, you see what I'm going to do, and share it when I'm finishing. Alright, praise the Lord. I know you, I know you. <laughs> Let me give it to you because I love you. Praise the Lord. I notice many couples. I don't know why. Praise the Lord. And this is them pretending he doesn't care what I'm saying. You know, they are different. <laughs> <laughs> and secretly is like you know, do the more. So, so thank you guys for being amazing. Amen. This church of yours is amazing. I'm telling you something, Eunice. Those couples, I've seen their lives, the moment I see their lives shift, come on. The moment I see their lives shift, every time their lives shift, it's normally because they have stopped staring at the other person's problem and started seeing their own. 
It is, it is that defining moment. And the greatest work has been to use all kind of English to show if it's you and uh, Eunice, for example, where are our actors, praise the Lord, the greatest work is to show you your weakness. Because even after I try to show you your weakness, you find a couple go like, but, but, and but just means everything you say before I said but was useless. Do you understand? But we, even in any conflict, it's until, so being naked is when you lose the buts. Amen. And you start seeing your weaknesses. You're like, Mazze God, I'm, I'm the one in need of a breakthrough. There's a verse that says something like that. Now, uh, let me give you one more. You determine God's level of involvement. Ah, you, you, you will like this. Yeah, amen. amen. You are the one, and this is not just God, even in people. You are the one with the authority to determine the level of anyone's involvement. In all the people we mentor, there are some people who are very submissive who will come and say, Dad, uh, I've been asked to do ABCD, can I do it? There are some people who will come, Did you, I want you to notice this, this, this sense. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. But there are some people who come and say, and say uh, I've been asked to go and uh, play the instruments in the wedding, for example. It is not a very Roman church. Can I go? That's a set number one. Say set number one. Okay. Set number two, there will be people who come and say, I am going to play the instruments at the wedding. Now, then we have no question. That's set number two. Then they are informing you. They are not asking. They are telling you what they are doing. And that's okay. Because there is freedom of speech and, and entitlement to whatever anyone wants to be. And this is the third set. Hallelujah. <laughs> Say Amen. <laughs> Where I have not seen them for a while. <laughs> then I find them playing the instruments at a wedding. And I'm like, hey, hey, dude, I know you. Yeah, hey, Dad. I'm like, hey, me. You know what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. Those are three different sets, three different people, and all of them will claim I'm the dad. Praise the Lord. Uh, even in God, there is those three sets of people. But what I'm telling you is that the law in the law of relationship, one of the principles is you determine people's involvement in your life. It is not me to determine these three people who have asked me and who have not asked me. It is them to determine how I'll be involved in their lives. Just like I have no problem whether I find you there playing the instruments, whether you had asked, whether you had not asked, whether you had just informed. It, it was there's different levels of I feel like I'm in an office. Praise the Lord. That's the reception is different. Yes. Uh, I miss the, the office. Tea. Amen. I'm closing. I'm closing. Amen. Speak a new one. Amen. Alright. Amen. Praise the Lord. She's like, what's important is the MPSA. The MPSA balance. It's cool. It's cool. Praise the Lord. 
So these three sets of people who are submitted differently. So your submission is determined by you. Even to God. You could be going to God to inform him. God by the way, I'm marrying Joram. Amen. That is she go. It's like when I say Joram, I love the Praise the Lord. She go here and like, Lord, I'm, I'm getting married to you. Come to the wedding if you like the other. <laughs> or you could be somewhere. Another she go says, Lord, can I get married to Joram? What do you think? You know what I'm saying? Oh, and there's the other one who the Lord goes like, wow. It's a wedding. It's Joram Ross. You know what I'm saying? So, so uh, let me say this. Can I say this? You are going to determine the level of God's involvement in your life. Nobody else. That, that's why the anointing could be dripping here like a waterfall. And uh, okay, here yeah, I've not seen that. I've not seen people sleeping. But there could be a church where you find the anointing is flowing so heavily. Some people are feeling, wow, God is answering my prayers. And then somebody at the corner going like, because you determine the level of God's involvement in your life. And don't be embarrassed if you involve God in full throttle and your friends don't. Being church people and people going to church does not mean God is involved 100%. A church person does not mean that they have involved God. No. Praise the Lord. Can I tell you at the beauty of God being involved? Ah, I should show you this one, eh? Ah, can I show you a nice one? Yeah. I have to close with a nice one. Today's message was heavy. I have to close with that? Nice All right. Let's go to the book of John 2, 1, verse 12. Did you remember there's a time Jesus was invited in a wedding? And the Bible talks about on the third day. Before you even contemplate that, I want you to realize the wedding, come on now, the weddings of those days used to last even a week. It was not a one day. It was only for Malaysia. The wine ran out because they had been spoiling themselves for quite a while now. It had different versions. And, and I think it's in Mombasa. There's a particular tribe that do weddings to, uh, like two days. During the day, at night there's a wedding and the following day. There are different, three different things of the wedding. And I'm telling you, it's a fiesta. So, Jesus is invited in the wedding. So he's there, hanging around. Then there's something that, there's a problem. Was there a problem? The wine ran out. Then, the story becomes exciting. Jesus did the miracle. Can I now tell you the secret of his miracle? Read the Bible. The Bible says, Jesus was invited. Is it loading? Let's go. Let's go there. Anyone who has it? Yeah, read, read it for us. Uh, 
John 2 uh, from verse 1. Yes. On the third day, there mm. was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, mm. and the mother of Jesus was there. Now both mm. Jesus and his disciples were invited. Yes. They had been invited. Actually, there's another uh, version that says they had been. So they had been around for a while. So the secret to the miracle is that all along, Jesus has been involved. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He did that miracle because he was invited in the first place. You're not going to conjure Jesus to do a miracle on something he was not part of in the first place. The question is, was he in the beginning? If he has been there, if you involve him now in your life, that is what is called being born again. Where he is involved in your day-to-day basis. And that's why God has given us a system of authority. Because you learn how to sit under the authority of Jesus Christ by the authorities God has given you. There's a time the Lord told me, I will not talk to people. They want to hear my voice, but they don't hear the voice of my servants. He's like, no, it starts with my servants. If you can't hear the voice of a servant, he has no business talking to you. That's what he told me. Something for because there's some people who want to, to, to like claim independence. No, it's a monarchy. There's no independence. Come on. <laughs> there's no democracy. Come on now. God has put in a system. And he wants to be involved. And this system is to teach us how to walk with him. He has to be involved from the word go. Is involved in your life, is involved in your business, is involved in your raising children, is involved in your marriage before it becomes one. Are you understanding? Yes. And as long as he's involved, then a miracle is guaranteed. You should not be afraid of any challenge or any scarcity. Amen. You will always, you will always lift your hands and say, Jesus, I involved you. Uh, somebody say it with purpose. Come on. Let me give you the last, last one. Okay, I promise it's the last one. So that I don't come back to this one on Sunday. Sunday we do something new. Something something different. I will avoid Amongsil, okay? Yeah, I will let you heal first, okay? <laughs> Sacrifice always creates a response. Did you get that? And I'm going to give you the last abstract on this. Then I close, okay? Sacrifice will always create a response. If you want God to respond, bring a sacrifice. First of all, of your own life. Then I'm going to show you another sacrifice. Can I do that? Okay. The the reason... Are you with me? Yes. Please, ignore your mind. You think I'm about to talk about mine. I'm not about to talk about mine. As you are, this Kenya, you have been taught about money the wrong way, a lot of it. A sacrifice will always create a response. The reason in the Old Testament, they used to, God would demand the best of the best of the sheep or the bull. Do you remember? I don't want to take you through the scriptures because of time now. I gotta close now. Even Zara is coming out from the cave, amen? <laughs> Just like I've played. 
I've had fun. It's time to go home. Oh, listen, look at me. Oh, nice. She's okay. Praise the Lord. Ah. The reason, you remember, they used to give the best of the best? Yes. Any farmer or any cattle owner would have to give his very best as a sacrifice. You remember? Yes. Now, it was, it could, it, there is two levels of best. Best in terms of uh, its teacher. Did you catch that? Yes. It's teacher. It's, 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 it's teacher. And there is best in regards to attachment. Now, today I won't talk about value because if I talk about uh, value, I'll talk about money. So I'm talking about the abstract side to show you a sacrifice you have been holding from God. Can I show you a sacrifice that all of you have? I can guarantee you. Whether you have money in your pocket or not, you have a sacrifice God is looking for. You have been denying Him for a very long time. Do you want to know what it is? Yes. Okay, cool. Let me close, okay? Yes. Praise the Lord. Amen. The, the week, the, 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 the uh, let me close so that you know I'm, I'm done. Okay. The reason you would ask for the best of the best, because every shepherd will form an attachment with the best of the best. He will form an attachment. Your favorite cow, it is not a cow that is rebellious. It is not a cow, you know what I'm saying? That is not uh, pumped up. And that, does not, that gives you two liters. And when you look at it, it is actually powder. So, 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 so when you're milking the cow, it's like there's a smoke machine. You know what I'm saying? With white smoke. Because it's, the cow is producing powder milk. Hallelujah. No, no, no. That, that cow that is emaciated is not your favorite cow. You, you, the cow you'll be attached to is the one that gives the best. Your best. You understand? Which now becomes part. It is actually intertwined to become part of your life. Because even when visitors come and you want to introduce cows, you are not going to introduce the rebellious one. And the one with powder milk. You're going to introduce this one that looks... Uh, it, it is even half base. No. <laughs> you know those cows? Yeah. If your cow goes like... That, that cow is dying. Amen. And we need to pray for those cows. Amen. Praise the Lord. But there's some cows, man. You can have to be like... You understand? It does not even open their mouth. Anthony's like, yeah, that's my favorite cow that I know. You know, like, you know, that's your favorite. You are going to form an attachment. Now, the Bible says, offer your lives as living sacrifice. And the funny thing is plural. Offer your lives as living sacrifice. Offer your lives as living sacrifice. Now, the sacrifice you are to offer to God, most of the people mistake this and they think you are going to bring in Something beautiful to the Lord. You're going to go somewhere and bring something very beautiful. No, the Lord is saying, you see that weakness, that ugliness that you have, wait for it, formed an attachment. It's not loading in. All right. That weakness, be it lust, be it the wrong relationship, be it even weaknesses like pornography, 
All falls from the front of weakness, be it vulgar, be it hateful. There's some people who don't struggle with the last, but they are they are so rebellious. But they love their sin. It has become part of their lives. Because they are attached. That's why it's a habit. Because they are attached. The Lord says that that one, that one you have been attached to, bring it to me. Are you getting what the Lord is saying? Yes. Are you capturing what the Lord is saying? Yes. That that which you have been attached to, that it has become your identity, lose it for me in my presence. Bring it and cut it down before me. You are like, God, for your sake, I'm willing to lose this. Since you can't go to Chicago, let me go back to relationship. Two, two guys, Ajama, what's up with my That's not help you. Abia, you understand? So when they're dating, can you, Father, uh, pray, give us speed? Amen. I've been praying for somebody and you don't want to come, guys. You understand? Praise the Lord. During coaching right class, I have now to draw this picture to hopefully you get it. Amen. When when you are dating, you have confirmed it's the will of you have also confirmed it's the will of alright. The will of God is not final. Does not mean because it's the will of God, you'll be saying, Shiko, bring me tea. And she's like, Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Here is your tea. You are excellent. No, it's not going to be that kind of a, a drama in the house. It's because it's the will of God. It could be the will of God, and one day you may tell her, bring me a cup of tea, and she's like, get out of yourself! You know what I'm saying? Even though it was the will of God. I'm not saying that's right. What I'm telling you is, the will of God is not final. There is work to be done. Because the will of God is not the end, it's the beginning. You know it's the will of God to start. <laughs> You're knowing it's the will of God so that you start. But start what? Doing the work. <laughs> it's called a wise woman builds her. Okay, 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 okay. Praise the Lord. So you don't begin to build your home after you say I do. The moment you know it's the will of God, what? It's from the dating itself you're building your home. And some of you will be building it with straw and others with stone. Hallelujah. Are, are we together? Yes. Now, when you're dating, what's a fool? Do you look to see this? It's a, it's a fun example. You understand? Read out. Read out. Read out. Yes, there's no nightmares at night. Amen. 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 When you're in a car, you're like, and don't call me and ask that what does it mean no, it means nothing. it's just a nightmare so when you're dating you have confirmed the will of God I'm done, I'm done, are you happy? you have, you have confirmed the will of God but you have noticed a few things about him what are some of those weaknesses you have noticed about him? and some of those weaknesses you have noticed about him? what does he do? 
She's punishing me for calling her. Alright, please, go for the tagging. Yeah, she's not a mystic at times. Yeah. Uh, she's a piece of work, yeah? Praise the Lord. She's the real God, but she's a piece of work. She knows a mystic. Amen. No meko na sosita, unataka muende mkule tutu chipo. Yeah, unataka muende kembiski. You understand what I'm saying? I'm like, submit, mama, submit. You understand what I'm saying? All right, all right, all right. An example. Function better. Imagine this relationship with him and a gold watch. How is it? Imagine they're walking down the street. He's walking with a gold watch that he has, she has bought for Paris. You would like a gold watch? Yeah, he's like. <laughs> That's what he did, you know. I did not exaggerate. Praise the Lord. It's a joke. <laughs> yeah, she's like, it's like, oh, yeah, I'd like some gold watch. Yeah, I'd like some gold watch. It must leave, you know. Did you catch that one? Now, did you see that picture? Now, how would this relationship function 
if she lost her rebellious ways of lack of submission and her temper. See them walking down the aisle. See them walking down, going on a date. She no longer has temper. She doesn't have any temper. She sacrificed it for the relationship. I know it's a bit deep, but you're also deep. I trust you. Am I making my mistake? Imagine. What would this relation be? How would it be? Is it better? Is it smooth? Do you see it flowing? Now that she has no temper, remember she has sacrificed it as a gift. She has brought herself to the Lord as a living sacrifice and she has put the weaknesses on the altar. And, and, and now imagine all the weaknesses you have between your relationship with God sacrificed. Forget the gold watch the Lord bought for you. Because the gold watch will only make him look good. Oh, come on, man. And what I'm telling you is the gifts that God brings you. When he pays your rent, it is you who is happy. Yeah. And, uh, the Lord paying your rent and paying your bills does not help his relationship with you. It helps you. Yeah. But when you sacrifice those weaknesses, and therefore, in your work with God, lust is no longer in the equation. Imagine having a prayer life without a lust. Imagine having a prayer life without slander. Without a, a hard, hard, rebellious heart. When we begin to lose these weaknesses and the desires of the flesh, imagine what happens to our relationship with God. Because His gifts only bless us. But they don't bless the relationship. But here the subject is the relationship. Have you gotten it? Yes. If you have not gotten it, I'm not going to explain any further. So everyone pretend you have gotten it. You can have a seat. Clap to Jesus. <laughs> Did you understand what God is telling you? Yes. Now, this is the scripture. Let us now lay down every weight that easily besets so that we can run with the race. The things that easily offend our relationship with God. That destroys the consistency, the viscosity of our relationship with God. Let us now get rid of these things that clog the flow of what God has for us from Himself. So you are not going to get rid. So the reason your relationship with God has not progressed is because of your sacrifice. And sometimes I know money has a serious role, especially in prosperity. Because there is one day I'll, I'll, I'll teach you here how to activate prosperity. There's, there's fixed ways in the Bible how to do it. And money has a serious role. Actually, if you give seeds of money, you understand? They actually come back as money. Okay. But if you are talking about investing in your relationship with God, you need to bring the sacrifice of your weaknesses. You say, God, I love this sin so much, but I'm willing to lay it down. It is my attachment. It is the best I can get because it is, the, it is an attachment. There is people 
Let me let me summarize it in a way you get it. There is people who are willing to give God even one million shillings. They have no problem with money. But they're not willing to get rid of their own relationship. So to them, the greater sacrifice they can invest in their work with God is that wrong relationship. It's an example I'm giving. Let's start on our feet. Pardon me for for extending. My, my, my body was not in the right shape and the moment I'm not in the right shape I drag a bit. So I ask your forgiveness. But I wanted to close that chapter. I think it was very complex, very deep and very important. Do you feel that? Even those who are listening online, I pray all of us, let's go before God in just one minute. We won't keep you and just talk to God. What are those things that God has been calling you to identify, to get rid of? Because He's going for that one. What are those things? The, the, the small foxes that spoil the vineyard. Don't, don't waste your wilderness. Amen? Don't waste it. There's people who go to the wilderness, like the children of Israel. <coughs> And in the wilderness does not form its agenda. Don't waste it. Don't waste it. Let's what, what is God teaching you this season? Don't, don't waste it. Don't repeat the class. No serious wastage of time. Come on, talk to God. Talk to God. Talk to God. Talk to God. If you're here and you'd like to rededicate your life to God or give your life to Jesus, you can lift your hand and I'll pray for you. If you're here, you would like to give your life to Jesus Christ. You can just lift your hand. Or you'll be listening to this online or you're online. You'd like to give your life to Jesus as we're closing our eyes. Just lift your hand and I'll be able to pray for you. If you'd like to give your life to Jesus. If you'd like to give your life to Jesus. Yes, thank you. Even for those who are online, who wants to give their life to Jesus. Say, Lord Jesus. Help, help some people who are lifting their hands. Say, Lord Jesus. I come before you. I'm so sorry for using you, for wasting you. This life hasn't been mine, and it's still yours. Loaned by you. I come to you asking for forgiveness. Forgive me. Cleanse me by your blood. Jesus, I believe in you from today that you're the Son of God, that you died for me and you rose again that I may live victoriously. I ask of your spirit to fill my heart. Give me a new heart and a new mind. Deliver me even from myself. Fill me with your spirit and guide me to the way everlasting. In Jesus' name. I cover this congregation and those who are giving their lives to Jesus, those who are rededicating their lives to you. Can you talk to God? I feel the presence of God in this place. I feel the presence of God in this place. As we give our offerings, for those who are online, you can give to that number. On MPS, I goes to Masi. Father, we are giving our offerings and our tithes and our seeds. 
as a seed because I feel you have talked to me Lord I feel you're calling me God to change my ways to change my character and you're building something beautiful and you're telling me God just like this analogy that if I, if I agree to allow the one to take place to take place before the wedding just with that example then I can be able to enjoy the promised land and I pray that you shall help me right now that I will not entertain and keep weaknesses that will come later and destroy me
doing for you, Father. We pray, O oh God, that you increase your grace in his life, O oh God, as your tells us, that you give grace, Father, but be friend to me, Father, that you may give him grace, O oh God, to continue, Father, in that which you're calling him to continue in, O oh God. We pray, O oh God, for your mercy, for your protection, O oh God, that you may protect him and his family, O oh God. We also pray for provision, O oh Lord. Remember him and his family, Lord. Provide whatever they may need, O oh God. Become the source, O oh God, of their provision, Father. Provide for their every need, O oh God, from the biggest to the smallest, O oh God. Provide for their needs. We pray, O oh God, that you may increase your anointing in his life, that you may continue to walk with him, O oh God, and even shed greater light, O oh God, into their lives, O oh God. We praise you, we exalt you, and we thank you, O oh God, for both him and Mom Carol, and even the children, Father. We thank you, O oh God, for that family, for this family, O oh God. We pray, O oh God, that you may continue being with them. See Jesus, we do pray and believe. Amen. Amen. So, praise God. Amen. Uh, like now we we'll give this opportunity to those who have given their lives to Christ. Uh, maybe they can uh, come and give us a testimony. Amen. Amen.
Take as we get to know one 